0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Nebraska Soccer Talk. I'm your host, Joe Cleary. Uh, life has been pretty crazy this past month, which has kept me from doing more episodes and completing the senior sendoff series for the website. But I'm hoping to try and pick it up again um, these next couple of weeks. Uh, when Chase and I started Nebraska Soccer Talk, we wanted the focus to stay mainly on the scholastic side of the sport uh, in being the high school and the college teams, and then as well as getting into the, the professional and amateur teams in the area. Uh, those will continue to be our main focus. Uh, both Chase and I coach for different youth clubs. In my brief time spent in Omaha as a part of the club scene, I think uh, covering the club soccer in depth would only lead to more problems than either of us want to deal with, and it'd be probably more of a negative than it would end up being a positive. So we won't be doing much on the club side of things. Um, however, when a story and a team comes along on the club side um, that is, that is, you know, uh, had a step and ahead above the rest, we are going to cover it. And that's what has happened this past month. Um, Sporting Nebraska's 0203 girls squad is headed to the USYS national championships in Florida later this month. Uh, while the makeup of the USYS regional and national championships has changed quite a bit over the years with the addition of the ECNL and all the other leagues uh, and tournaments and, and everything like that. This is still a great accomplishment for a very talented squad. So on the podcast today, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have head coach Sean McCoy on to talk about the roster, uh, the team's journey to this point, and what l- the outlook for the national championships are. The national championships begin for the team this Tuesday. Um, they'll play in group stages first, and then they will move on to play um, hopefully in the knockout rounds. So enjoy. all right and welcome to this week's episode of nebraska soccer talk i am here with the head coach from the sporting nebraska 0203 girls team sean mccoy the sporting nebraska team 0203 team won midwest regionals and is headed to the usys national championships and we're here with sean to talk a little bit about the team and the coaching staff and and kind of their journey sean thanks for joining me
1: absolutely thanks for having us
0: so let's get started um we'll, we'll talk a little bit first about the roster makeup. It's kind of, it's kind of a cool roster because a lot of this team has been together through quite a bit of their youth development with, the, and then with a couple later additions in, but not too many. Um, Correct. But there's some names that uh, Nebraska high school soccer fans and Nebraska club soccer fans will recognize. So uh, obviously Sarah Weber's a big name, but talk about a couple of the other, um players and, and young women that have been standouts for, for the team over the last couple weeks, last couple months.
1: Yeah, it's been an exciting last couple weeks, and uh the entire group and club are, are ready for, for what's coming next. Uh the roster is is an impressive one, and just following along with uh you, your website and uh Twitter feed and podcast, I mean a lot of these names were, were regulars <laughs> on there as, C. as C. they Barron's. should be. CC, <laughs> you know, outstanding was with the team when she was younger. Uh, left for a bit and then came back to finish out her her time in club soccer with us. Makes a huge impact. You know, uh, Eleanor Tempero plays in the middle, uh, a west side uh, athlete. And then McKenna Shepard, uh, a Council Bluffs St. Albert's player, uh, along with Jess Kozel make up our midfield. It's it's tough to find four better players uh, around. I'm sure there are a couple somewhere. Uh, but but they really run the engine of the team. And then up front, it's, it's just really hard to stop uh, Campbell Zimmers, uh, from, I believe, Miller North, forgive yeah, me if I get it yeah. wrong. Sarah Weber, obviously, uh, people are well well uh, aware of her abilities. And then Ali Napora from Papio South. Uh, it's, it's really intimidating. We've got those three running at you for 90 minutes. They never stop. Uh, and it makes life difficult. And then you add into that. Uh, a group at the back that just simply doesn't allow goals. You got Taya Baker from from Burke, Alyssa Judkins from Burke, center back, along with Kenneth Turner, and then Addison Seaman from Scott, um, Hannah King, and then and then Saina Bosi from uh, Millard North as well. So it's it, it's a fun group to coach. They make it really easy, and and that's you know kind of our goal is to to let them do what they can do.
0: And I think I think the other cool thing about uh, your team too is it it shows. Um the verse between high school and here, it shows the versatility of some of these players. Cause obviously uh, fans will know CC played, you know, that forward spot for Scott um, and, and probably going forward is probably going to be a midfielder or a defender up when she goes to Omaha. And that's kind of where she plays as the six for you. And then same thing with Sana VC Sana was a goal scoring extraordinaire uh, in the spring, but uh, you know, I know talking to coach Walters that, Um, he sees her future probably as a really attacking and talented outside back. Um, and I think that, so those are some options are, those are some things that are pretty cool. And then the other thing that's cool is seeing some of these players who maybe play for maybe not the strongest high school teams, getting the opportunity, um, like the two girls from Burke, you know, Burke's Burke's a team that was really close this year to, 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 you know, they, they pushed a lot of teams, but you know, they, they just come up against some juggernauts in class a, um, and, but to give these girls that experience to go win a national championship is pretty cool for uh, uh, Judkins and Baker, so. um,
1: Yeah, one of the highlights of, you know, the girls all play in high school is they go off to high school, many of them play different spots, and then, you know, they're just increased their versatility, which is fantastic uh, for us, because we get in a pinch, someone gets hurt. Someone's not able to make it to an event and we can change things on the fly. And they're comfortable with it because they've had that benefit of playing in high school and playing those different roles. I think CC's is a, a big one that played up front and now plays, you know, holding mid for us. Uh, she absolutely, absolutely runs the show, uh, for our group in, in that position. And then that allows the freedom for really creative players like Jess Kozel, uh, McKenna Shepard and, uh, Ellie Tempero to really be creative going forward and create those, uh, you know, the the through balls and the connecting passes for that uh, front line.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the talented roster is in place and how much time did you have to prepare for with the whole group before you went to Midwest, the Midwest Regional Championships?
1: Yeah, I think we had about three weeks and it's a really difficult period. You know, we're playing a lot of areas that will play high school in the fall and they've been playing their entire spring with their club team and, and we don't have that. And there are a couple other states like Iowa that have that encumbrance as well. Um, and then you've got to balance, giving them time off, allowing them to be young people and have some breaks and vacations and still have the goal of going in and trying to do something that nobody oh, yeah. the club's ever done. So quite the balancing act. Uh, of course, we want everybody there every day, but we also just have to trust the girls that they're going to handle themselves the way they should, uh, and be ready to go. Um, and results have borne that out. So, you know, it's a testament to the girls and their ability to do things on their own, stay focused, um, and just be ready to go when the time is right.
0: Yeah. And obviously, going into the Midwest Regional Championships, every team's going there with the idea to win it. Like, you want to win it. That's your goal. You don't go there to not win it. But what was the, what was the, what were your thoughts of the, what was your and Coach Watson's thoughts as a coaching staff? Like, did you really, did you, was that on the back of your mind? Like, hey, we could win this? Cause I mean, even with the, you know, the dilution of some of these events because of all the different leagues and everything popping up. Like, this is still some of the best teams come from the state. You know, you still have Iowa Rush. You still have Indiana Fire, um, King's Hammer. You know, some of these teams, are still quality clubs, quality pr- programs. So where did you feel like your chances are of, of winning the Midwest Regional Championships were before the event? So talking with Jake, uh, and he's been
1: such an asset to the, to the group, I think the girls have really responded to him. Uh, and just the balance between him and I and how we handle things has been crucial for, for our success. Um, in addition to that incredible roster, obviously. Um, we knew we had a tough first game. Ohio South uh, is always one of the top groups in, in the region. Um, the, the girls were absolutely incredible in that game. From the opening kick, we went forward. I think we got our first shot off in the first 30 some seconds and really set the table going forward. And I think we had uh, three or four goals within the first 20 minutes. Uh, and they just looked absolutely shell-shocked. And one of the things we, we've done for a long time uh, anytime we go to one of these bigger events is we just say the advantage is the the name on your chest. It says sporting Nebraska, it says sporting Omaha. These kids have, have no idea where Omaha is, where Nebraska <laughs> is. And your advantage is that first 10 minutes. If you come out on the front foot and really put pressure on them, they have no idea what's coming when they did their rankings of the teams they're going to play this weekend. You were number three.
0: Yeah. They were uh, circling that like, Hey, we're going to get that W from them. Yeah.
1: That's, that's our rest game, whatever. Uh, and there were several just incredible goals. Campbell had an amazing one. Uh, Ali just had a, a ridiculous volley off her chest, uh, full volley into the corner. Uh, and then Sarah and a couple others got on the into the act as well. Uh, the other team, you know, we had a lightning delay with about 15 minutes to go. And the coach said, we're good. We're, we're okay. We're done. <laughs> uh, and I've never, you know, I've never seen that happen. So, you know, Jake and I were optimistic, uh, you know, if we get through the first day, we thought we had a real good chance to win the second one. And then we knew the third one would be a little more difficult as well. Um, And that's kind of how it panned out. We got through the first one. uh, We ran through the second one. We only played about 65 minutes in that game and the other team uh, walked away. And then the third game um, we we got through and then, you know, onto the semis and finals where we played two really good groups. Um, And that was quite different. The level of our group wasn't quite as high as we thought Uh, but the team in the semifinals North shore was actually national semifinalist the year before. Uh, And then uh, we played another Wisconsin team, SC wave, I think uh, was their name. And they were extremely organized, played beautiful soccer. uh, And it was an absolute grinder of a game. And the girls, again, throughout the entire weekend, their work rate, their commitment to winning the ball back uh, quickly just turn them over, over and over, over and over again. Uh, And the other group chose to continue to play short goal kicks. And we just said, okay, I don't know if you know this kid number 11 and, you know, Allie and and Campbell and Gwen and everybody else, they're going to run you down and that continued to happen. And then you've got the, again, the midfield line, the back line. Uh, I I think Taya made one really, really good save. Uh, But other than that, she didn't have a whole lot to do and, yeah, she's a wonderful goalkeeper, but it's always a nice day when
0: when she's getting bored back there. So Yeah, it, and it, I, I I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to have to try and break a high press with the forwards that you have in your squad because it's just they're, obviously they're all good soccer players, but they're all just like ridiculously athletic um and fast and aggressive even in the the defensive side of things and yeah, in the semifinals and finals you had to kind of face the best of Wisconsin because it was the two kind of the top Wisconsin teams and and United United's a good club, and they, they they traditionally produce a lot of good talent. Um, and and but like you said, I think that people in Nebraska sometimes forget that even though we're we're a little insulated in ourselves, is we know Sarah Weber, we know Napora, we know Gwen Lane, we know CC Barons, we know all these girls if you're a soccer fan. But outside of our state. I mean, they don't know who's who, and that's unfortunate for them because then they kind of run into this little bit of a trap. So um, what's been the what's been so you you've won the championship? Um, I think the first team from sporting Omaha, sporting Nebraska to advance all the way through and out and go on to the national championships in the USYS, uh, which is which is an amazing thing for the club and an amazing thing for the state. Um what has been the attitude and the mindset from the championship game to now and as you head towards the, uh, the uh, national championships? Well,
1: I'll tell you, it's, it's been a whirlwind. And then you've got to make sure you, you take a breath and let the girls, again, go back to enjoying their summer for a week or so. Yeah. Uh, go on that vacation you had planned. Uh, that kind of thing. And you, you've just got to live with that kind of stuff because every every team I assume is going to be in the same boat. I don't know any coach that's going to get away with, you know, you need to be at everything the entire summer before you go off to college. I, I think that would be very difficult to do. So we've taken a breath. Uh, we've come back this week and gotten to work and then we'll, we'll work through next week and then, and then we'll head out. We have uh, great support from our director of coaching, Alex Mason. He's there. He's actually going to run our training tonight uh, and just support from the entire club taking care of the added expense, the added time, the added training space needed. Uh, And that makes life easier. If the the club's going to support you and the community does that, the state association has stepped up and and helped us out in a variety of ways. Uh, Crystal and Jason were there at regionals and I believe they're going uh, to nationals. Crystal runs all the competition. Jason does all the refereeing just to have that support from those guys. as we have questions or we we need things from them, they've been, they've been right there. So, you know, we'll be ready to go. Uh, our long-term goal, we told the girls in August was to prepare them, uh, for their college season. And we were keeping our eye on that. So w- as much as we want the team to succeed, and we certainly do, and we think we've got a, a you know, somewhat of a chance the, the focus still has to be on girls. What can you do to be prepared for two weeks after you come back from nationals and you've got to go in and be freshman? You went from the big kid, uh, you know, getting a lot of publicity, doing really well and now you've got to fight for your spot many of you and that'll be a a big change so that's always been the focus and we try to keep that even while uh you know hoping for the best you know here in two weeks
0: right and i think it's important too. you kind of mentioned it like the support from the club the support from the community i think it's super important that regardless of um what club your son or daughter plays at what club you coach for anything like that and you see it on you saw it on social media i saw coaches from other clubs being like well done to your team like go like go get it congratulations like i think you have to take a step back from any sort of rivalry and politics and kind of toxic stuff that happens sometimes in our community take a step back like listen i coach for Gretna elite academy i'm a hundred percent hoping that sporting nebraska wins the usys national championship and you're and if you don't like that's a problem. And so like, I think that's the thing that the message we want, we want Nebraska. We don't want North Texas. We don't want South California. We don't want Boca Raton. We want Nebraska to be the national champions. And I think that's, I hope the support that everyone can get behind um, for uh, your guys' team and, and, and just the, the club in general, even if it's just for that week that we're going to do that, you know? Um, but that's my, that's my thoughts on it.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because the number of text messages that came in, uh, phone calls from, from different organizations in town. It, you know, it's, it's a win for Nebraska, you know, and, 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 this time around, it gets to be, you know, our club that gets to carry that banner and yep. next year it might be somebody different. You know, we had an MPA team advance at regionals. They did a wonderful job. Uh, Jake and I got to see them play three of their games. Yeah, uh, they did. MPA they had advanced.
0: a great, they had a great run. They had a they had great, a great run.
1: run and we're really unfortunate not to get through the semifinal. I thought they were the better team. And I had zero problem cheering them on. And we talked to a couple of the parents. They were wonderful. Um, You know, I think there was an NFC Young Boys team advance. They had a a good run too. Yeah, it just raises the level for all of us. Uh, And, you know, we're we're probably not all going to be best friends for 365 days. But while we're at regionals, while we're at those competitions, you know, we're we're walking by telling every team, good luck and and go get it and and win one for Nebraska. And that's, that's a nice thing. And I think everybody that is involved in that deserves some credit uh, because it's, you know, like you said, it, it's, it's not always 100% positive between every different group, but this week, you know, and that week definitely were a, a wonderful picture of that. And that, that was yeah. just refreshing and, and great.
0: Yeah. And I hope that, that, it, that shows here in the upcoming week as uh, as you get to head there. So the, I kind of mentioned it a little bit. Um, you're going to be facing a team from Southern California. Um, I think beach football club a uh, team from North Texas, Sparta FC, and then uh, a team from Boca Tone, Florida. Florida. Um, you know, kind of don't know what, what to expect out of those teams. And what, uh, like, obviously you said the message is to improve. Um, what's going to be the coaching staff's message to the players once you get into the games? Like, uh, obviously you don't want to give a lot away. Not that they're going to be listening to this necessarily, but like, what's going to be your overall, I mean, now that you're there, again, that's, you're going. If you're gonna go, you're gonna go to try and win it. So, um, yeah. No, what's our, the what's our, the message to the girls?
1: Yeah, our goal is to to go down and win uh, and, and represent Nebraska well. Um, the the I hate to say a positive of the COVID situation is, and the recruiting rules that came up because of it. Many of these teams have several of their games on YouTube. And so the advantage will be that Jake and I will spend some time and, and hopefully Neil and Mason will help us. And and Neil's incredible at breaking down these things um, and and get a few points with girls, this age, uh, we want to focus on us. We don't want to focus on the opponent. If we do what we're supposed to do, we'll, we'll be in any game, but it's always helpful to have, you know, is there a key player? Do they have some strong tendencies one way or another? Is there a set play we need to pay attention to, you know, we'll, we'll have five or six notes, but beyond that, Here's what we're going to do today. Here's our focus. And again, because of the COVID situation in early, you know, August, last year, September, that kind of stuff, Jake and I's message has been consistently enjoy the time you have together. We have no idea how long it will last. And we are incredibly grateful that uh, the group is so successful that they've extended the time that they, and we get to have together.
0: Right. Exactly. And I think that has to, that's yeah. I mean, plus you get to go to Florida, you know, so we're going, you know, get to go on another fun trip for soccer before a lot of these, a lot of these girls head off to do when it becomes more of a business at at the college level. Um, So the tournament kicks off here, I think July 18th um, and it looks like they play the group state, you play group stages and then, do the winner like top two for are the top two teams from the group stage then play again in the championship. Okay. So what
1: they will do is there's two groups and uh, the the top two in each group will go through to a semifinal. So okay, we've got to be top two in our group. So you're thinking, you know, can you get four points? Can you get six? If you get six, you're through. Uh, And and then you'd play the number one team in the other group. So that's our goal is to have a shot at advancing. Uh, I think, one of the most difficult things to do is, you know, you're at regionals and you watch a team that's 0-2 uh, and trying to get up for that third game is really difficult. You know, it's a lot more fun when you've got something to play for. And again, our focus will be on that first game, that first 10 minutes, that first kickoff. We're going to go forward. We're going to go after people. We are not sitting back. Uh, we are aggressive running forward. Uh, and we're, we're absolutely loaded at every level um, from the players that come, come in off the bench uh, to starting at the back with Taya and moving forward through Judkins and uh, Turner Uh, in the midfield and then up to that ridiculous front line it's you know we're going to throw numbers at you and if you can handle that work rate wonderful but you know i think we're going to give anybody a pretty good pretty good game
0: absolutely and uh, i wish you the best luck we wish you the best luck from nebraska soccer talk um how I'm, i'm guessing the state association will be tweeting updates i'm guessing the club and the coaches will be tweeting updates Is that going to be the best way to follow? I'm guessing uh, along with the team when they uh, start playing on the 19th?
1: Yeah. The state will have a representative there and then uh, Jake and I will um, do some live tweeting as well. Uh, We're trying to set up a blog as well uh, that Sporting Nebraska the the club's helping us do some of that stuff. Uh, And so they will be a lot of stuff there. My understanding is uh, in the past, I believe the games may be streamed. I'm not sure if it is, then we'll first uh, for sure get that out. We'll share it with yeah, you guys. Absolutely. Uh, and then again, let, let me give a quick shout out to, to uh, my, you know, co-coach Jake Watson, you know, it's, it's been a pleasure being able to have this group with him. Uh, I think anytime, again, the key to coaching is finding that balance between your staff and then the players and Jake's really been a leveling you know, uh, effect there and, and just been um, a really big influence on the girls. And I think that, that can't go understated. Uh, and I, he's going to get embarrassed about this, but the girls do call him our team spirit animal. And I think that, <laughs> the, the greater uh, Omaha area needs to be aware of that. He's, you know, he's that impactful to the group uh, and hopefully he can have some, some positive influence uh, next weekend too.
0: I mean that 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 nickname doesn't surprise me because I saw him I mean during the spring obviously he did a great job with Papio South but he also went out of his way with the little spare time that he had to go watch some of the girls play in games and root them on um even when they were beating his team and uh or competing against his team so yeah coach Watson's a good good guy and and you two seem to be a good combination and uh again thanks for joining us and uh we wish you the best of luck perfect thank you guys Mm -hmm and that was coach sean mccoy from sporting nebraska 0203 girls team we want to wish coach mccoy coach watson and all the young women that compete for sporting nebraska 0203 the best of luck as they look to come home with the national championship they open their group stage games on tuesday july 20th when they take on sparta fc at 11 a.m Then they move on on Wednesday to take on Team Boca out of Florida at 9 a.m. And then, finally, they finish up their group stage games with a 9 a.m. kickoff on Thursday, July 22nd against the Beach Football Club out of Southern California. If they finish top two, they will move on to the semifinals and possibly the finals. The semifinals are on Saturday, with the national championship being on Sunday. The other bracket consists of FC Dallas from North Texas, Collierville from Tennessee, uh, Soccer Alliance Premier from Utah, and 1776 United from East Pennsylvania. So, a talented group of teams, uh, both in in both brackets, and we are definitely cheering on Sporting Nebraska 203 girls to have a good showing and to hopefully bring home a national championship for the state of Nebraska. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Nebraska Soccer Talk. Uh, we'll be bringing a couple more interviews here in the next couple of weeks, but then, uh, we're going to switch over to what's going to be season three, uh, for the start of the fall college season, our first kind of normal season that we've had, um, in a couple of years or about a year and a half for the college team. So we're excited to cover that and excited to talk to more coaches and players and things throughout all of fall. So thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. And we will see you next week.